It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go Birds Radio, coming to you from the beautiful Parks Casino and Sportsbook, brought to you by the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. James Seltzer and the great Ruben Frank in the house today. What up, Ruben? told me I was working with Elliot. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bad draw for you. It could have no, been better. It's great to be here. Love it here at Parks. And uh, I'm seeing these signs for Foreigner. Uh, Brightmire, you're going to see Ooh, Foreigner buddy. Friday? I think we might have to hit that one up. Yeah, I like this. Ruben Brightmire, go to yeah. Foreigner. I think this is uh, this it. feels like a web series or something. <laughs> we can reality show right there. Yes, it is. And also, shout out. We have, uh, Ruben, I don't know if you know this, but Nick Earnshaw right now is back at the studio producing his first ever hour of radio wow. on WIP. How about that? So, Nick, don't screw it up. Is what I'm going to say. I'll try not Nick's to. I'll try this. not to. There I, you go. I feel good about Look it. Look at that. Rube totally believes in Nick. Nick, we're, we're rooting for you, buddy. All right. 215-592-9494. How you been, Rube? It's been a little while since we, we caught up on the uh, the airwaves. You doing yeah, well? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, doing great. Enjoying the summer. Ready to get back to training camp in a, in a week and a half or so. And and get football underway. We've talked about it. We've broken it down. We've analyzed it. It's been a, a heck of a off season. Let's see it come to life. Yeah, man. Tell me about it. We'll get to football in a sec. Real quick, the most important thing that Ruben Frank can do today is judge our opening song, the Go Birds intro. It slaps, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty dope. <laughs> is that what the, it is pretty dope. The kids I say. agree. I'm, I'm, a, I'm just trying to think about the chords there. It's like a... It's like a what, what is that, Dave, about a C and then an A minor? And it's a different uh, A minor uh, with a different uh, config, and then a G and then an F. Doom, doom, I think doom, you doom, nailed doom, it. Doom, there you pretty, go. Uh, like a little power punk there. Yeah, we, we bring it. All yeah. right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. as Ruben said. It's time to talk some birds, and we are, we are creeping to training camp. Like, what are we, a, a little over 10 days away to training camp? It's, it's felt like such a slog over the last couple months just getting to this point. We've talked... Jalen Hurts and this and that. It's, it's, it's going to be really exciting to have some 
some real football happening. But, Rube, here's what I want to get into today. Cause and you know what's crazy? Yes. This is the 10th year since they've been at Lehigh. Wow. It's been 10 full years yeah, that they've been at Novacare? Uh, Andy's last year because Chip moved it back to yeah. Novacare his first wow. year. And that was 10 years ago. Yeah, and I remember that. That was actually – so I, my well, – I worked, 10 years ago was the last year yeah, of Lehigh. Yeah, yeah I, rem- I, worked, I worked for the team then. And I remember what a big deal it was that it was, it was going to be at, at – Novacare and Chip, it was Chip saying this, and everyone was not happy. I still miss Lehigh to this oh, day. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I love Lehigh. There was something special about being able to go down there and meet the players and feel close to them and all that, and it just feels more, you know, um, a little less um, approachable, you know, down there. Yeah, I thought, you know, having a team have training camp in a small college town in middle America and let's face it Bethlehem is not far from Philly but it's middle America oh absolutely you it know, is, yeah. it's uh, just seeing a team kind of take over a city like that is there's something old timey NFL about yeah. it and you know it's kind of gone by the wayside for most teams most teams practice at their facilities i understand that it's and so big now everything's there and, you and know. the nfl is so much bigger than it was i yeah. mean it, but it, i miss it oh me too yeah. i really do all right let's get into it because training camp is coming up and look there for good reason have been really good vibes around this team this offseason howie roseman has done an amazing job rebuilding this roster the whole Jalen Hurts thing. I think the the majority of Eagles fans are on board with Jalen Hurts, certainly as a person. I think a lot as a player. I think there's real excitement and the schedule. So many reasons to be excited. But we've not talked a lot about things that could go wrong, about maybe things we're overlooking in our excitement, in our verve for a new season with a great offseason. Rube, what's something that you're concerned about? Because it's been all po- as it should be. We should be excited about this team, but but sometimes we have a tendency when the training camp rolls around, the season rolls around, to get a little too excited. What's something you're a little concerned about with this team right now? I'm concerned about safety, uh, honestly, and I think they've they've upgraded just about every position. Uh, I'm not a big Anthony Harris fan. Yeah, I mean, I like Rodney McLeod. I thought by the end of last year, you saw the interception he had to save their season. Uh, it was a, a play that Anthony Harris and Anthony Harris had a part in it. He kind of had the coverage, but I I wonder about the group they have. I think Epps played well in limited snaps. He played about half the snaps last year, a little less than that. I thought he did okay, but it's a big jump from a, a good backup to a good starter. That's a big jump that not every player can make. So to me, he's a question mark. Anthony Harris is a question mark because I didn't see him making much of an impact last year. You know, he was out really there. Really any impact. No, he just yeah. didn't. There was no, like, impact plays. There were no wow plays. Uh, he wasn't awful, but he wasn't certainly a guy that uh, you noticed. The game ended, and you're like, wow, did Anthony Harris play? You know, they added uh, Jaquiski Tart, who the Niners didn't want. He's an older guy. Look, he's – I don't know. I don't even know if he'll make the team. Kayvon Wallace is a guy that's showed a little bit when he's been able to get on the field. He's just been hurt a lot. Uh, So, to me, it's a position that has a lot of question marks. I mean, it's been a long time since they didn't have Rodney or Malcolm back there. You know, and and those two guys really over the last decade have been their their safeties for for the most part. So, uh, that's my concern. Look, you're not going to have all pros at every position. I get that. Um, I just, if I was going to bring back one of those two guys, I would have brought back Rodney and not Anthony Harris. So, that's the position that concerns me the most. Yeah, I think that's a fair position to bring up. I, I think certainly when you look at the, the offseason, that was kind of the one position that wasn't addressed in a meaningful way. And I, look, Jonathan Gannon, the way he runs his defense, 
it seems like the safeties are pretty important to his defense, and, and it's the one position they kind of not ignored necessarily, but certainly didn't put resources into this offseason. Obviously, you hope the, the upgrades at cornerback or upgraded cornerback is going to kind of help mask the safety issue a little bit, but it's certainly a, a very under understaffed position, so to speak. And I will say that if, if Epps plays up to the level as a full-time player that he did as a part-time player, that would alleviate a lot of my concerns because I, I thought he was he was a guy that went out there and he's physical, he's around the ball, he's I smart. like him better than Anthony Harris. Oh, yeah. By Without a, a doubt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Pro Football Focus had him as the 19th best safety Wow, the did they year. really? Yeah, and then, you know, Anthony Harris was like 58th or something like wow. that. Um, so, to me, there's a huge difference. I think Epps is a real playmaker. But, again, he's never been that full-time guy. He's never been a guy who's had to play 70 snaps a game. So when you're a physical guy like that, can you handle being out there for the whole game? Rodney could do that, you know, when he was healthy. And I really thought Rodney, well, he did not look good after he came back from that injury. That was a serious injury. But as the year went on, I like what he, you know, I like what he delivered. And I, I thought he was getting back to looking like his old self. And with another offseason, I thought you'd get another good year out of Rodney McLeod. Well, they, they went in another direction. I get that Anthony Harris played for Gannon in, in Minneapolis and, they comfort comfortable uh, with each other, but if it was me, I, I would have brought McLeod back for one more year. Yeah, well, and especially considering the impact McLeod has had here, the locker room presence that he is. I mean, we have, you know, there are still those guys on on the offensive side of the ball, but you know, outside of Brandon Graham, who's coming back from an Achilles tear at the age of thirty-four, you know, the defense they got some young guys I'm excited about from a leadership perspective. I think Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean, those guys have a chance to grow into something. But it is not exactly a leader-laden defense, so to speak, when you think about it. I mean, Fletcher Cox, you know, he's been here a long time, but you wouldn't call Fletcher Cox a, a leader in that I, way. I think he is. To a point, because he's Fletcher Cox. You but, know what he does? I mean, like, the day Jordan Davis gets here, he takes him under his does wing. Does he? I hope oh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they were – yeah, they, he, he took him under his wing, even though he knows he's going to replace him ultimately. That's um, good he, to hear. He works with him. I mean, he, he, he took him out to dinner. There was a photo of them at some restaurant. Um, and it, it's else... funny because Fletch looks tiny. Yeah, to well, Jordan everyone Davis. does. I, I think Fletcher's a quiet leader who leads by, that, by quiet. what he does. It's a good way to put it. But he's not, you know, someone who's who's leading the team in a speech or, or kind of rah-rah getting And I think McLeod had some of that, you oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I especially don't especially after Malcolm left. Yeah, and and what he did here, I mean, a member of the Super Bowl team, like that matters to guys in the locker room, all that stuff. So I think it's a really good position to bring up. And look, I know there are going to be people calling in today concerned about Hertz, concerned about Sirianni, concerned about Gannon. We've talked a lot about those as the big three, and we'll, we'll take those calls. But I'm not as concerned about Hertz personally. I know you're not either. I think I think Jalen Hertz is going to take a step forward. The question is how big a step forward. I like Nick Sirianni. I like the way he interacts with guys. I think he's established a, a real culture here where people like playing for him. I think that stuff matters. Gannon is, is a question mark for me, but with Gannon, I think it's going to come down to the personnel. And, and the question mark that I have, and I think it is the single biggest thing that could submarine this defense and potentially this team this year, is the pass rush. I mean, they were 31st in the NFL in sacks last year. They've brought, they went out and got Hassan Reddick. Look, a really nice signing. I like Hassan Reddick. But he is someone who needs to be used right. He's not someone who you just line up and say, go get the quarterback, and, and he's going to get him every time. Like, he's not T.J. Watt. You know, you're not bringing in an elite pass rusher here. So you got to find a way to use him right. Josh Sweat has been the definition of inconsistent. When I mean, clearly flashing talent, but, 
know, seems like he'll have three sacks against the Jets and then suck in a big game against a good team. Like he's got three, he's got four career sacks against winning teams. I, that that totally jives anecdotally with with watching him play, and I, I didn't know the numbers, but that jives. Oh, I with got what, numbers for you. I, that's why I love you, Rube. That's a beautiful. I make thing. most of them up, but I got numbers. <laughs> so I, look, I, I I like this on Reddick move. I think it was a good move, but. He needs to be used right. And outside of that, I'm, again, the, the rest of the pass rush is what you had last season that was 31st in the league. And Brandon Graham coming off an Achilles tear, that's a concern for me. They need to get to the quarterback for this to work. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, I, I think that was the biggest need. I mean, people talked about cornerback and receiver. I am so with you. And they needed those things too. But, yeah, and Derek Barnett is such a, has been such a huge disappointment. And, you know, now he's not in that role where the expectations are 12 to 15 sacks. Now he's like the fourth guy. He's kind of a depth guy. And he's being paid like it. So I'm okay with that. But mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on sweat. He, some people are really – I mean, I covered Reggie White, so I can't get excited about <laughs> seven and a half sacks. Sure. Yeah. You know, like you said, two were against the Jets last year. You saw a guy, uh, what, like 20, no, 21 and 12 games or whatever it was? 21 that, and 12 yeah. games in 87, the strike season. But um yeah, Sweat had two against the Lions, one and a half against the Jets, two, uh, one and a half against Washington. What's that? That's five, and then he had two and a half. He had, he had one against Carolina. Um, he didn't have any against winning teams last year, and he had four in his career, including three solo sacks and two halves that add up to a fourth. So, to me, he's not a big-time player. Yeah, I know we went to the Pro Bowl and a bunch of guys got hurt. That uh, doesn't impress couldn't me. Couldn't care less about the couldn't Pro Bowl. Couldn't care less. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're looking for that guy who can really impact the game. You know, the Trent Cole – you know, Hugh Douglas, William Absolutely. Fuller, yes. Uh, you know, Clyde and Se- Clyde and Reggie. Um, so yeah, uh, to me, you're you're spot on. I think it's a big concern. I do think Reddick will help, but again, it's it's a different defense for him, and we'll see how they line and he's him up. He's a tweener, like he is what he is. I like him. I thought it was a good signing, but again, he's not a prototypical put your hand in the ground or even just stand up and go get the quarterback every time like he's not that guy you know you need to be creative with him yeah and I, I think Gannon will I think he I think Gannon's hands were really tied last year he just didn't have he didn't have the players where do you stand on Gannon because I think for a lot of the fan base and certainly me the vast majority of, the, of, of last season I think not a big fan of the way he runs his defense with the passive style obviously we all remember early in the season or basically any good quarterback they play just kind of waltzing down the field the Derek Carr game no one will ever forget but I can also logically step back and say this guy clearly didn't have the talent to run what he wanted to run I'm kind of I don't trust Jonathan Gannon but I'm willing to give him a shot with more talent but I'm certainly not bullish on the guy where do you stand on Gannon I, I think he's a very good coach okay and that, some that, of the that things makes I me hear, feel better some of the things I hear I, I'm kind of really surprising me like I covered Jim Johnson every game he coached every every year he was here. He's one of the probably the best all, a defensive mind I've ever been around. Him and Bud Carson. Now Jim Johnson's first year as he was installing his defense and think about who he had his first year. He had Hugh Douglas. Mm-hmm. He had Bobby and Troy. You know he had he had Dawk. He had yep. Trot. Yep. I mean, and they were twenty first in the league in defense because he was he was teaching a new system. He was you know he was installing a new scheme and there was a process. It takes time and. You know, Gannon with how many elite players did he have last year? One, Slay, right? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Without, without a doubt, the only elite player he had. And I mean, you could say Avante Maddox was a close he's a to a very it. good slot. Very but good he's slot. Not but an elite. he's not an elite player, but yeah. you could say he's a very good slot. But he's that's a very it. Good that's slot. all. I mean, Hargrave for half a season. Hargrave, half a season. Sweat, maybe the second half of the season. 
Um, there's a reason they, they overhauled the defense. They didn't have players. He couldn't. His best chance to shut down great players like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, you mentioned Dak, was to do that, was to legislate against big plays and try to beat Just us for the 15 best. play drive, yeah. 75 yards. Make a mistake. They never had good field position because their their punter was so bad. And Harbaugh, I can't believe he's back too, which is. Their such, punter, yeah, yeah. I suppose is, it's not good. Um, I mean, he's back for now. We'll see for how now. it goes. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I think the Eagles, I mean, there's some there's some really encouraging things to look at with Gannon. They allowed the sixth fewest touchdown drives of 75 yards or more in the okay. league. That's something. They held the second most teams to 17 or fewer points. I think the Bills were the only team with more. They were second in the league in yards per play allowed. Wow. They were very good against the run. And look, uh, so, I will say that last game where they played backups, that was a bad game for the stats. Give up fifty six yeah, points. Yeah, that you know, did, it kind of skewed help. some of the stats. And they were still too. top ten defense yeah, well. for, for the season. So, uh, you know, you have a you have a new coach with no players facing two of the greatest quarterbacks in history in his first month on the job in Brady and Mahomes. How do you think it's going to go? So, uh, I I look at. I mean, look, he's got to do it this year because they've gotten better at linebacker. They've gotten better at D-tackle. They've gotten better at edge rusher. They've gotten better at quarterback. So he's got the players now. There's no excuses. But I think you'll see a, a, a much improved uh, unit and a, and a defense that I think Eagles fans are going to like watching. Ah, uh, please. You know, I mean, it's a defensive town. It's always been a defensive town. Always, always has been. And, and having a good defense matters to us. And, look, I, it, it is not lost on, I think, anyone – that a bunch of teams wanted to interview this guy for a coaching position that clearly throughout the league this guy is well-respected and well-thought of. So you know, it does have to matter, I think, to some level. But again, I think this year we need to see results because he does have at least more players to work with. No question. 215-592-9494. Where are you at with the Eagles right now in terms of a concern? we spent so much time on the positivity, on how things are going to go right. What concerns you? If you step back, you know, what are you a little nervous about? And, of course, with Ruben here, if you have any questions about the team or about what he's seen, and granted, you know, not a ton of time watching the team in OTAs, but anything you saw when he was down there, anything, you know, from covering the team, we would love to take those calls as well. 215-592-9494. No Tom from Abington today, so let's start it out with our other Tom, Tom in Vancouver. What up, Tommy? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, Tom. Uh, you know, the Rube and uh, James show, I'm not sure about this mix. I, I'm concerned. I think that there might be too much substance for Gobert. <laughs> I like this. We're starting with the Elliott shots early. This is good. I like it. Well, I'm going to try to lower the bar, uh, <laughs> but I will, I, I, will, uh, I will start off with answering your, your question because you guys did a good job about actually making my brain work on this Saturday morning for me morning. And that is, uh, I am, while I am concerned about Hurts, everybody talks about that all the time. And OG's Wade comments last week on your show, James, about it being Hurts' offense last year. That's not Sirianni's, that's true, but that's because the, the plays kept on breaking down. And so he just scrambled out of the pocket and such. So my biggest concern is actually the play calling, however, because I find that it lacked creativity on both sides of the ball last season. I like your thoughts on that. And then I'm gonna, I've got, a, I think, a fun thing to end off with. Yeah, Rube, what do you think about that? Well, as far as the defensive play calling, uh, I, th I think Gannon's, like I said, Gannon's hands were just tied as far as not having people who could blitz. He didn't have people who could get to the quarterback. And if you have that secondary, 
you know, you, you have, you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage. So I, I don't think it was in his best interest to really, you know, open things up. But I think you'll see that this year. Now, I really, in, the, in a way, the same is true on offense. You had Jalen Rager played 736 snaps last year. Oh, you think about it, that's 736 times you had a receiver out there that you really couldn't dial up his number because you had no faith in him. But they were trying to get something out of him because he was first-round pick. Uh, look, I, I'm 100% in the school that you can't win consistently against good teams running the ball. It's fun. You know, you can run for 300 yards against the Lions and the Jets and win some games. But if you really want to be good in the NFL, you got to throw it. And Nick has talked this summer about that. And I think that's been a real focus of the offseason is become more of a passing team. And that means play calling. That means having the receivers to do it. And obviously they've upgraded there. Um, and you know, and having the line that can protect for it. So I think they have all those things. I really think on both sides of the ball, you'll see a more aggressive team, a more aggressive play calling. I think they realize that they have to be. So, but it's, it's yeah, a definitely a fair, now, a fair you, point. You didn't, there's one thing you didn't mention there, Rube, which is, uh, do they have the quarterback for that passing game? Well, that hold on. Yeah. We're, Tommy, I'm going to save that for after the break because I want to get Rube's thoughts on Hertz. What's your fun thing to end on? Okay, the fun thing is, and this is no kidding, I actually had a dream last night. And the dream was that I was with uh, you, Rube, and Nick, although I didn't know it was going to be Nick at the time. And we were doing pre-show planning, and we decided to do the Elliot Hot Takes Roast Show. And at the end <laughs> of the call, James would ask callers, for their favorite Elliot Hot Cake. Oh, buddy. All right. Give me, well, I like this. How about this? If you have a, a favorite Elliot Hot Cake, we would love that call. Tom, I'm assuming you, you can't set that up that way and not have one of your own. That's right. That's right. So, my favorite hot take is Elliot and his athletic prowess. Yeah. And, like, he, he can hit a home run. Yes. And he can he could do, uh, get a touch, score a touchdown. Uh, it, it, and In a he football can, the only NFL thing he said game. He couldn't do, yep. Didn't yep, you say yep, he could yep. do a, like a hole-in-one or something, too? Yes. Yeah, the, uh, Tom, great calls always. Um, yes, Elliot's I could lock into a home run, the single most ridiculous thing that anyone, maybe, certainly that I know has ever said, and certainly that he has said. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, professional baseball players were like, bro, do you have any idea what you're saying? It's just so, so What's, what's his baseball background? Has he Zero. He's never, He's never played. played in his life. He's, he's zero baseball. He's okay. like hit at a batting cage a couple of times, and he said he could luck into a home run in well, how, major league ba- against major league pitching. Against major league pitching, yes, not like a BP. No, no. Yeah, and he's that's like, not going to happen ever. Ever in an unlim- in an infinite amount of at bats. A million at bats. I told him you are far more likely to pee yourself than you are to hit a home run. Not just that, you're far more likely to do that than you are to hit a single against a major league pitcher. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Well, you. you he could make contact once, maybe That's once a I'm year. Saying. Maybe and like tap one into the you know short outfield or something I like don't that. Know about that. Foul ball, most likely. If he's maybe a little contact. nubber up the third baseline. Sure. They think it's going to go foul, and they let it roll. Yes, he, yeah. He, he gets third the first base. Tracking it down the line, he's like ah ah ah. And Elliot gets to first yeah. base without pulling a muscle. It's yes. possible. But him hitting one three hundred and fifty. Not going to happen. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And if you want to give us your favorite Elliot. Hot take, as it were. We would love that as well. 215-592-9494. But to Tom's question, coming up next, Rube has been one of the more consistent pro-Hertz media members in Philly this offseason and last offseason as well. I want to get Rube's thoughts about 
what Jalen Hurts can become as a passer, what kind of season we might see from him with A.J. Brown, with this kind of revamped passing offense, and how realistic it is that he could take a big leap forward. That's coming up next. Plus, what is your biggest concern with this Eagles team? It's been all positivity so far, and rightfully so, but clearly there are certain things that are question marks heading into the season. What's the biggest one? for you it's rube it's james coming to you from the beautiful parks casino and sports book it's go birds radio and let me remind you is today your lucky day you bet because the new bet parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sports book it's the only casino and sports book app that we here at go birds recommend it's fun to use and faster to win than ever before check out at bet parks on twitter and also the app for special odds boosts and player specials on your favorite sports you can join us right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, and on all your favorite sports player, all, all your favorite casino games for real money. Just download the app in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. The all-new Bet Parks app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bet slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket sports book and casino all in one amazing app plus live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game it's go birds radio presented by the all-new bet parks casino and sportsbook app so we are coming to you from the beautiful casino at park sportsbook all kinds of awesome tvs and comfy seats it is a great place to come out and watch sports bet on sports and that, that sports it's amazing it's right incredible. it really is like every week we get to come here and look at it and i never take for granted just how beautiful and how nice a place it looks to sit and watch a sports game elliot i know this is hard to believe elliot and i were bickering about how large those tvs are oh ooh, i love this okay i'm really bad in general at these really? type of things if i had to guess yeah like a hundred feet is that sound each yeah don't you think one of them i'm talking about just one a hundred feet is that that that's 33 yards is that bad? Is that too far? Oh, that's, that's way too far. Okay. Yeah, that's way too far. Yeah, I'm really bad at this LeSean stuff. McCoy that's what I'm run. saying, all right? I'm really bad at this stuff. Yes, that'd be like four of the TVs. So that's a good point. Yes. Two stories high. There we go. I like it. Yes. The Empire State I am TV really story. bad. You know, like you're, certain things are just very Let's bad. I'm just, very bad at judging sizes. Apparently. I'm really bad at like if, if it's like a leftover food or whatever, knowing which container to put it in. I'll always be like, oh, it won't fit in there. My wife will be like, it'll definitely fit in there. And it always fits. And I'm always wrong. So spatial. Okay. Yeah. Not my thing. All right. So. Yeah. So here you go. We're so learning that, about what, me on the radio yeah, here today. Dave Breitmeier like, is seven foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad at it. All right, two one five five nine two, ninety four ninety four. Back to the phones in a sec with your biggest concern with the Eagles right now, but also the Hurts thing. Our caller Tom before the break bringing up an interesting point, talking about the creativity on offense, and Rube talking about how they want to make it more of a passing offense this year. And Tom asked. Can Jalen Hurts do that? You've been very pro-Hurts compared to, I think, other media members for sure and, and just on the higher end of, of positivity with Hurts, comparatively, I would say. What do you think about Hurts as a throwing quarterback this year and, and what, what obstacles do you think he faces? Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, that's the billion-dollar question uh, that we won't really have an answer to for, you know, for a few months, I think, into the season. But I think there's reason for optimism. I think there's reason to be encouraged a, how much he improved from his rookie year to last year. He went from 52% to 61%. Uh, and then you consider just just his work ethic. He's going to get the most out of what he has. Whatever his ceiling is, he's going to get really close to that. Uh, and then you think, well, 
He's never been in the same offense two years in a row. Uh, so this is the first time since high school. It's crazy. First time since high school when his dad was his coach uh, down in Texas. And then you look at the weapons he has. And I was just looking during the last commercial break. Last year, Jalen Hurts uh, completed 265 out of 432 passes. Okay. Let's give him. What's the difference from Jalen Rager to, to AJ, AJ Brown? <laughs> let's say. Let's just say it's one catch per game. Sure. Which sure. might be conservative. It might be conservative. That probably is conservative. Him, yes. That gets him to sixty-five percent. Wow. Just one more completion yeah. per game gets him to sixty-five percent. And you know, so I, I don't think. I think it's probably higher than one, especially with AJ Brown, someone who's going to go get balls, someone who's got a, a wide catch right. radius, all that. I think it's probably more even. Yeah. So yeah. if it's one and a half, now you're talking sixty-eight percent. Now, I, so I just think there's a lot of different reasons to think that he's got a good chance to improve. And, you know, there were times last year he wasn't bad at all. I mean, there was the problem was consistency. The problem was doing it week after week. You know, over the last five weeks of the season, he had a higher passer rating than Tom Brady. Wow, really? He did. Yeah, it was close, but he had a higher passer rating than Tom Brady. That's one of my – that's a sneak peek into that's tomorrow's a, 10 observations. I like this. This yeah, is little, good. Little well, that's peek. the best column um, out there. So, you know, he, he was prone to, to some long stretches where he just didn't look great. And – uh, he's got to work on it. He's got to be more consistent. He's got to be accurate. But I, I, I he's 23. That's that Rube. That's he's what I always bring up. He's a 23-year-old quarterback, and I don't know why we're holding him to such a different standard than other young quarterbacks who we've seen. And uh, you know, it, it can take a couple years. And uh, he wasn't terrible last year. I think what do you have? 16 passing touchdowns and, and 10, 10 rushing. So that's 26 touchdowns. If he gets that number into the mid 30s, into like 33 to 35. I mean, he's going to be a top ten quarterback, yeah, and, and it doesn't matter if he runs it or throws it because they all count for six points. I'm I'm so with you. First of all, to that point, I think people almost put the running thing as like a, a detriment or something. It's like it's a positive. This guy's one think of the, that is. Has, do you think it has anything to do with fantasy football? It could, sure. but he is he is one of the two best running quarterbacks in the sport. Like Kyler Murray, maybe you'd put like up there with him and Lamar, but he is one of the best running quarterbacks in the sport. It is such a weapon for this guy and the age thing i've probably said this a thousand times on the radio and i'll say it a thousand more till it's not true anymore because it's such an impactful way to put it jalen hurts is still younger than when carson Wentz started his first game as an eagle i mean that that should hit you this guy has played a season and a half almost as the eagles quarterback or a season in four games as the eagles quarterback and he's still younger than Wentz was and and to your point, like no one's going to get more out of their their ability. No one's going to work harder to get it. I just look. I get it. He might his ceiling might not be good enough. That yeah. is absolutely possible. Sure. But I just don't understand why people the people who think he's not going to get better. Like I just think it's so clear he's going to improve. It's a question of how much. Yeah, his improvement last year from fifty two to sixty one percent was. I don't have it in front of me. I think it was the second largest in the last 20 years wow, by that's a massive. from rookie year to year two by a quarterback throwing 100 or more passes each year. And I can't remember who number one was. Somebody else had a, had a larger um, delta I'll, gap, I'll, so to speak. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's I'll fascinating. About it, but, um, but, yeah, so I, there's no reason to think he won't improve. But like you said, it's just a matter of how much. Uh, if, if he improves 15%, you got your quarterback. Yep. 215-592-9494. So if you want to chime in on the Hurts thing as well, we'd love to take those calls. And again, what are you concerned about with this Eagles team as we've spent so much time talking the positives? What well, makes you a little nervous? So go back to the phones, go to Ridley and talk to Matt. What up, Matty? 
Yo, Jimmy, what's going on, pal? Pal, how you doing? Good, Rube. How are you? What's going on? Not much. And shout out to Nick. Best of luck to you and your future, there, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks. I love this. Wow. I keep getting confused, by the way, because I, we're, you know, we're talking Eagles, and I keep think thinking that people are talking about Nick Sirianni, and it takes me a half a sack to realize. It's like you're wishing, wishing Nick Sirianni luck in his future. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do That's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, keep wishing him luck. Keep wishing me luck. I got Shout it. I appreciate Nick. it. All right, Matt, what's on your mind, buddy? So I think the biggest concern this year, and this kind of stems from the playoff game, lack of adjustment. Uh, Sirianni or whoever was calling the plays, which at the time we didn't know, um, they didn't make adjustments to counter what Tampa was doing last year. So going forward in the future this season i think they're gonna have a hard time making adjustments on the fly and being a better team and being that nick's a young coach and jalen's a young quarterback and we got a young defensive coordinator maybe our expectations are a little too high because we're itching for that second super bowl and we expect a playoff win next year and i don't know if we're going to get a playoff win next year i expect to improve next year but if we're going to improve and win a playoff game we need to do better job at making adjustments at halftime and throughout the game. What do you guys think? Yeah, actually, the numbers say they were one of the better second half teams in the league last year. And, you know, with what they had, I thought, I actually thought that was one of the strengths. I thought not being prepared so what, at the start okay, of the game. So, was what happened in the playoff issue. game then? They didn't adjust well. Well, it was early. They, they were bad early, right? I mean, when yeah. they're down 31 nothing was the problem. Yeah, they, I yeah. Mean, that, that was, they just got, I mean, they just got steamrolled by a team that was more prepared and more talented. And better, yeah. It was and, a better they were team. Just better. Yeah. They just got, and that was, you know, I think that was a young quarterback who was just kind of so overwhelmed. He, I mean, he threw some just some passes that he hadn't been throwing late in the regular season. I mean, that interception, what, just before halftime? Yep, yeah, was, that was his worst yeah. decision, I feel like. Inexcusable. Yeah, you know, and inex- he doesn't make bad decisions. Like, whatever you want to say about Hurts, he's not a bad decisions guy. No, I mean, he was pretty good with turnovers and interceptions yeah. during the year, but I think that was just a case of, you know, you're going up against Tom Brady, and I thought maybe defensively they were – I don't know if intimidated is the right word, but they just weren't ready to compete that day. I mean, I think yeah. that game had a lot to do with how significant the offseason changes were. I think if you go 9-8, and eight, you're like, well, we can tweak a few things. You know, we can do this, we can do that. But they got steam- They got embarrassed in that game, in that playoff game down in Tampa. So I think that yeah. really showed how we just how much better we have to get here. I um, And I think with uh, healthy, 100% hurt, healthy hurts, we would have been a better uh, – People would have ran the ball a little bit more. They would have maybe designed the offensive day a little bit better, I'm knowing that he wasn't 100%. Matt, I yeah. think a good call. I think that Hurts injury is like the most under-talked about thing. I mean, you look at the, the numbers from pre-injury and post-injury. I mean, he just didn't run as much. And it was, it was clear to the eye test, too, watching the games. He didn't look like he had the same burst. He didn't look like he was as comfortable taking off. We don't talk at all, really, about that injury, and it really changed the way he played football those last six weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, he actually threw the ball better. Yeah. I thought he threw the ball better because he couldn't run. It was almost like the Donovan Arizona 48-20 Yeah, sure, game, that, that you know? broken ankle. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was a, that was an injury that you know, he came out after the game in a boot. We, we knew. Yeah. Because like, they hadn't let on how serious it was, and then he ended up needing surgery on it. So, um, you know, that's certainly true. I mean, I think at that point in the year – Everybody's banged up to some extent, but that was certainly a serious injury, and we didn't really see the real Jalen Hurts. But still, that doesn't really account for the decision making. No, no. Uh, you know that the, those two picks were really bad, um, but but certainly 
the injury was a big factor. Let's go to D.C. and talk to John. Hey, John. Hey, guys. How you doing today? What's up, John? Not much. Actually, on the way back from D.C. to uh, South Jersey for uh, my buddy's wedding suit fitting. So uh, nice. I had to turn in I'm Glad I got to chat with you guys. I love that, man. Well, mazel tov to your buddy, man. It's going to be fun. Weddings are the there best. There you go. How's traffic on 95 Appreciate looking? It. Uh, typical Maryland and Delaware slowdown, but uh, safely on the 295, so we're good now. There you go. So a uh, couple quick things. Um, first, before I jump into the two questions I've got, I do take umbrage with the one more completion per game to A.J. Brown to get to 65%. That, to me, it, it, it omits the fact that we ran, quote-unquote, too much last year, and if Sirianni wants to be more of a throwing mm. team, you're assuming that we don't uh, run no, as much. A, so really I think you kind of got to balance that more, expectation. No, it's a really good point. With more attempts, there'll be more misses in there as well, regardless of who's there. Yeah, I mean, look, it was it's just an example of how much having Rager hurt him and how much having A.J. Brown is going to help him. But uh, certainly, I mean, I, I'll be surprised if they don't throw – I don't know, six to eight times more per game than last year. I think they have to. I hope so. Uh, so, Rube, these uh, two questions are for you. The first one is assuming that Hurts flops, not saying he will, but let's just, for the point of the argument here, assume that he flops and knowing that you've got other teams with a need for a QB at ostensibly the top of the draft with Texans, Seahawks, Lions, Giants, you name it. Yeah. Do you mortgage your future? One, knowing you'd probably have to pay an extra premium to jump those quarterback needy teams, or do you find a stopgap? And then after that, I got a professional question for you. Yeah, it's a tough question. I, I guess it depends how bad he is and how bad you are and how close you are to, you know, to the top of the draft and how much you'd have to give up to to, to move up. I, and I, how many of these six or seven guys who are supposed to win the first round hit? Like, you know, if there are six legitimate first round picks in there, it makes it easier to go up and get one of those guys if you don't mind if it's the fifth or sixth guy, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be a big part of it. it. It's not really their way to go sign a veteran, you know, like a – I mean, I just don't see them doing that. I, I can't see them going out and signing a Garoppolo or a Trubisky or, you know, the, the veteran. I mean, the, the good ones never even come available. Yep. I mean, you can, you can get Lamar Jackson's not coming. So uh, there's not a lot of options, and that's that's why I think the, all their eggs are in the Jalen Hurts basket because, you know, the last thing you want to do is start over at, at QB. But I think it's most likely if it doesn't work that you're going to draft a guy and, and try again. John, what's your professional question? And then, Rube, I wanted to kind of go under the hood for you as a professional. How do you, with peers, you know, between you and probably D-Gun, the preeminent uh, Eagles reporters with their pulse on the team in the locker room, how do you balance against his reports about the seven-on-seven OTAs and Jalen underperforming? Do you try and steer clear and let him have that lane and let it play out and you concentrate on other stories, or do you – try and confirm or deny at the risk of possibly creating tension with your peers. John, that is a really fascinating inside baseball type of question. We're up against the break. I want to hear Rube's answer. We're going to get to that after the break. And I think there are some certain things in there. I don't think, you know, I think different reporters focus on different things. And some people are newsbreakers. Others are, you know, focus on commentary and different things like that. But I'm intrigued to, to at least talk about the Hertz report when yeah. we come back because that was a, was a big piece of news this week. So, John, thanks for the call. Uh, we'll be back. We'll talk about that that report, the the Degon Hertz report that made such 
waves, so to speak, this week. And, and Colin, your your biggest concern with the Eagles right now, 215-592-9494. It's Ruben. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio, brought to you by Bet Parks, the all-new Bet Parks app. We're coming right back. Go Birds Radio, brought to you by the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, coming to you from the beautiful casino at Parks Sportsbook. All kinds of good times here, games and bets to be made. Come on out, check it out. We will get to the Derek Gunn report on Jalen Hurts in just a minute. Rube's thoughts on that first. Let's go back to the phones, go to Overbrook and talk to Manny. What up, Manny? How you been, buddy? What's up, Chelsea Self? My man. Good to talk to you, pal. Yeah, likewise. Hey, Rube, how you doing? What's up? Hey, uh, just uh, for uh, – I was talking to your producer, too, about this as well. Um, we only made one addition on offense. And everyone has, including me, have a, has a rosy picture of 10-11 wins. So are we saying we're having 10-11 wins because of or despite of Jalen Hurts? I know it's not only on Jalen Hurts, but he's the one that has to take the big leap. So are we saying because of or despite of? I mean, I think it's kind of both, right? I, I, I think that I think Jalen Hurts will lead them to 11 or 12 wins. That's where I'm personally at right now. I think part of it's the schedule is it looks like it's pretty easy, the moves they made around the team, but it's that I trust Jalen Hurts to steer the ship to that level. So, But I also don't, you know, look, there is a world where Jalen Hurts comes out and takes a big leap like Carson Wentz did from 2016 to 17, like, there is that world, and they win 13 games because of Jalen Hurts. I could see that, but I think it's more that that you know I, I don't think it's as as binary as you're making it. You know, I think it's it's I think Hurts is going to do a nice job for the Eagles, but I don't think he's going to lead them to being one of the best teams in football. Root? Yeah, I, I I'll go along with Issa. I, I don't think you're going to see him go out there and be Patrick Mahomes, but. Uh, and, and, I mean, I think they really the, – the reason most of the additions were on defense is because that's where they really needed them. I mean, they're all set on the O-line, you know, and they did bring in another receiver, and you know, Zach Paschal, who's not insignificant. So they, they really upgraded that position. Um, so I, I think they're pretty solid on offense. They really needed help on defense, all, you know, at every level. They had to get better on the line, the linebacker, uh, and in the secondary, and they did all that. So – uh, I, I do think that Hertz will have an easier time making plays now that he's throwing to two real wide receivers, really three decent receivers and a great tight end. I, th- I think it's going to be one great receiver. And, you know, I mean, like, I mean, A.J. Brown is, is elite at wide receiver. He's one of the 12 best, however you want to make a list, 13, 14, whatever. Yeah, he, he's, he's, in, he's there. He's I, I up think, there. You know, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of jump Devontae makes because sure. I think there's a real reason to believe you know he's not going to see. I mean, he saw all the absolutely. Top AJ last Brown's year. going to take that, so, and this kid is 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 a expert route runner. All this stuff. I think he's going to. He could have a big year too. I think if anybody, and, and just one more quick question. Well, let me, let me just finish this thought before I forget it, Manny. Um, I think if anybody's going to benefit the most from Jalen improving, it's going to be Devontae. Because you think about it, last year Devontae didn't have a lot of really easy catches. Like He had a lot of sideline, crazy, leaping. I think if Jalen could be a little more accurate, he'll be able to get the ball to Devontae a lot easier. Now, did you see a big, for me, the last four games on the dog, it seemed like when he was in, he saw the field better than the whole year on the Sirianni. Am I mis- am I misperceiving something? But his his not growth, but the way he played those last four games it wasn't man, a person that I thought we'd see. No, Manny, I year. think I and good call. I think 
I think it was more just when Jalen Hurts first came up, no one really knew what to expect from him at all. And maybe defenses were playing him that way, and he had a couple big games. But it's not like, I mean, that Dallas game was horrible. It wasn't like he was great in all four of those games. The Saints game was good. The Cardinals game was good. The other two weren't that good. So, and I don't, I don't think I remember him being like way better then than he was last year. I think he was a better quarterback last year than he was those four games. Yeah, I think the the issues we saw his rookie year at the end of his rookie year. First of all, that was a team that had kind of quit. It was a coach who was totally. kind of already on his way out. It was a very difficult situation for I mean, him to come into. The, they literally tanked with him uh, when they pulled him off the field. I don't, think, you know, I don't like, think he was getting a lot of help from the opening day starter either. But I, I, yeah, knows? you think? Yeah, um, but yeah. but to me, you know, sure he was thought, out there really coaching him up. I, mean, I thought his on. his biggest yeah his biggest issues I thought were he he hung on the ball too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fumbles. Broke the pocket a little too early. Yeah, times. I, I just thought he looked a lot more comfortable. Uh, I thought he was a better decision maker last year. The biggest thing was he was he was so much better with the with ball security. Yep. Both fumbling totally. and throwing interceptions. He only had what do you have two lost fumbles? He was fumbles really good and at seven it last picks year. Yeah. last year. So yeah. that's that's a pretty good place to be. All right, back to the phones in a sec. Let's get to the D gun report. Just. You know, we don't need to dive into the whys or, you know, the, the I, I personally, you know, Derek Gunn is very credible and has built up a lot of credibility oh, yeah. over the years. You know, I'm not yeah. getting to that. Just the, the the content of the report and does it mean anything to I've you? I've never heard of anyone named Derek Gunn. I'm <laughs> going to have to bu- pass on this question. No, but I do want to say, and I, I owe so much to Gunner. You know, we worked together for 10, 11 yeah. years. We did Quick Slants Quick together, slants, baby. which I love that show. We, we worked, uh, we did that for like three years with Sean, uh, our, our producer, Sean Kane. Sure. And, uh, I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I learned so much from Gunner, you know, how to be a pro and just how to do all that stuff. And I have so much respect for him. Um, you know, my experience over the summer has been when I've talked off the record with, with coaches when I've been down there. Um, they're thrilled with his progress, with, with Jalen Hurts' progress, not with Gunner's. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I mean, no one works harder than Gunner, but I, I just have, you know, I have different information than he does, and, and that happens. Uh, it doesn't mean he's wrong or I'm wrong. It's just I could be we've talked to different people. Uh, I've no talked, one's making anything up, I don't think. Nobody's making yeah, anything exactly. up. Um, and ultimately, it's going to come down to how he plays on Sundays, not what he does in an OTA 7-on-7 seven seven in May. Um, you know, or or even in training camp. I mean, his his success is going to come down to what happens September 11th on through January, whatever yep. their last game is. So, um, you know, what what I have been told by people I've talked to is that he he's progressed right along with their their hopes and their expectations. Uh, he's processing things quicker. Uh, physically, he looks better. So, you know, he's got to put it all together, and and we'll see. Yeah, I I. One ten play practice session, whether true or not, whether it actually happened or not, who knows? It just in the in May when he's working on stuff and all that with with Deion Kane and then whoever is his receivers. Like I just, hey, I like Deion Kane. I do too, actually. I, I I do too a little bit, but I just it just doesn't. It I don't care whether it's true or not. It doesn't bother me at all. And my biggest thing, really, when I when I hear that is is why why is someone telling that to Derek Gunn? That's where I see it. I'm like, why? what does it benefit anyone in that building to have this news out there? That's the confusing thing to me. I just don't I don't get it. Unless there's someone in the building who really doesn't like Hurts or doesn't believe in Hurts or whatever. I just, 
it doesn't make any sense to me why the Eagles or anyone in that building would want that out there. You know, it's like Gardner Minshew or something. You know, I don't know. But I, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I don't yeah, get Carson that. Carson Strong you is know, spreading rumors. Right. I don't get the, the, the thought process behind getting that out there. I understand if Derek Gunn gets told something. Reached and that's spreading rumors. I, I just don't get it. It's so yeah, strange to me. I, I don't. I, I can't follow the bread. Usually I can follow the breadcrumbs and be like, oh, I understand nobody, why someone would yeah. want, it, want that out there. That's like, a good question. You know? Uh, nobody's ever won a Super Bowl in OTAs. They're just playing seven on seven. Very true. All right. 215-592. 94 94 we'll come back and we will run some calls if you're on the line now i promise we'll get to you and a few open lines 215-592-9494 where do you yeah where do you stand on the eagles in terms of something you're concerned about this year and this hurts discussion obviously it's been going on all week are you at all concerned about the Derek gun report and and where hurts is at this offseason 215-592-9494 it's rube it's James coming to you from the beautiful casino at Park Sportsbook. And is today your lucky day? You bet it is. Because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend. It's fun to use and faster to win than ever before. Check out the app Bet Parks on Twitter and also the app for special odds boosts and player specials. On all your favorite sports, join us right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet on all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games. For real money, the app is fun. It's easy to use. You can bet on anything and everything. Football futures are coming up. There's baseball every day, home runs, strikeouts, all the good stuff. Download the app, the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com, the all-new Bet Parks app allows users to choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app. Plus, live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch. It's Go Birds Radio coming in from the beautiful casino at parks sportsbook brought to you by the all-new bet parks casino and sportsbook app ruben frank in for elite parks james seltzer ruben ruben look you look like you have something to say right well now. you know i gotta i gotta give, <laughs> I gotta give some props to parks because uh they're, they're playing some great music in they here, are yeah they just During played breaks my friend josh's band mondo cosmo How about that they played a song called automatic josh is from bucks county from uh uh, right here, Southampton. Get out of here. And uh, he's playing um, Mondo Cosmo, playing Underground Arts October 1st. It's a great name, Mondo Cosmo, Mondo Cosmo first and foremost. Band. Killer uh, band. Very cool. Shout out to Josh. Is Josh a Birds fan, I would assume? Oh, huge, or? huge. Nice. Actually, saw him in L.A. When, when the Eagles played out there in 17 and 18. He was at both nice. games. Nice. It's, it's a unique thing when you, you start to hear the, the band songs, in like when you're at parks and it's just playing over the speakers. Like, oh, well, like. It's pretty wild. That's that's my buddy. Yeah. That's a, it's a unique experience. That's very cool. Yeah, and he's. I mean, I texted him and, and told him they were playing it in here, and he's like at the point in his career where he still really gets. Yeah, stoked up for I'm that, sure. So that's really he's, cool. He's all happy. Well, shout out to Mondo Cosby. Yeah. check him out. Check yeah. out Josh. That's cool. Two one five five nine two. 9494 and, and shout out to Parks. This place rocks. It is beautiful. It really the, is. The the sports book is just an awesome awesome place. All right, we're talking birds. Talk obviously go birds radio. You can see that one coming. Uh, we're talking about uh, concerns with this team. Rube mentioned the safeties early on as a potential concern. I think that's a very fair concern. The pass rush, to me, concerns me yep. in the sense that they were really bad last year. And, and it's for a Jonathan Gannon defense, it seems like the way that defense is going to run best is if those guys get to the quarterback. So, And now, not only were they bad, they underachieved. Yes, like they, yes. As, as a very expensive, high-paid group and – 
Uh, they just didn't get it done. Obviously, BG getting hurt didn't help, but uh, very they, expensive. You're right, and that and that's always you know been the the Eagles have done a great job with that philosophy. The trenches, we know that they did invest. It, it was un, you're right. It was underperformance, not a lack of of assets allocated, so right. to speak. And look, and then they went out and spent more assets this offseason to go get Hassan Reddick. So really necessary for this pass rush to begin. What concerns you? And, of course, the hurt stuff we've been talking about all week. If you want to chime in on that, 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phones. Go to Florida and talk to our buddy Jacob. Hey, Jacob. James. What up, buddy? Mr. Frank. What's going on, Jacob? Which uh, which coast are you on down there? Uh, East Coast, Space Coast. There you go. Yeah, he's right near the space stuff. We were just talking about this the other day. So he has seen so many launches that it's not even fun for him anymore yeah boring another boring but, um, launch <laughs> <laughs> no, right for me it's like whoa look at that yeah it's good it's on your mind buddy so uh my main concern i'm with you james is along the defensive line and i actually have like four main concerns specifically two are more concerning two not so much um i'll start with the less concerning is uh can josh sweat kind of like finally take that next step and become more than just a decent pass rusher? And uh, can Javon Hargrave actually put it together for the length of a season? He, te- he always tends to have a fall-off somewhere in there. And then um, for my major concerns is does Fletcher Cox finally get to the point where it's like he's fallen off so much where you're like, okay, this is just a bad football player. And then how does Brandon Graham look coming back from injury? Those are four key pieces yeah. in our rotation that all have question marks about them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Those are those are great points, and uh, I, I think I think the last two, especially like you said, are, are huge questions because Fletcher has declined really, kind of significantly and, and somewhat each rapidly year. too. Yeah, you know, because he's not that old. He's not you know 35 yeah, right. or something. It's 31. It, 31, and it's yeah. been like his 29, 30. Like you know, you're, that's still athletic peak ish for a lot of guys. Here's one thing I think that'll help Jacob is the fact that they have so much depth now. With Jordan Davis, Absolutely. so I don't think I think he'll probably play like twenty five snaps maybe per game. I think that'll give Fletcher the luxury of only playing because when you have Hargrave and you have Milton Williams, you know you mm-hmm. spread those snaps out. You're not going to be asking Fletcher to go out there and play sixty five snaps per game. So I think that should help him uh, still at least give you something. But you're right; it's a concern. Like he's at the point where if he if he declines as much this year as he did last year from the previous year, is you know, for $14 million, what are you getting? Uh, Absolutely. That's true. And, you know, BG is 34, like James said earlier, and coming off a really serious injury. Uh, if anybody can do this, it's him. I mean, he, he's he got such a great attitude, and we all love him for that and everything, and he's been a great eagle. But that's a lot to expect eight to ten sacks from a 34-year-old guy coming off an Achilles. I would be concerned about a 24-year-old guy coming off an Achilles there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does look. He looks. I mean, look. We saw him in OTA, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. He does look fine. Uh, we saw him back in before the season ended. We saw him like around the draft, and he looked fine. Um, he's real positive. He thinks he can do this. He says he feels great. So we'll see. It's, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a lot to count on a, uh, on a guy like that. And you're right. These are all yeah. good questions. I mean, sweat. Uh, you know, I'm not ready to anoint a guy who's never had more than seven and a half sacks in a season. So. Um, these are all valid questions. Yeah, and I think the switch to the 3-4 is either going to really help some of these players. Like Milton Williams, I think, fits perfectly in a 3-4. Yeah. And maybe standing up and rushing can unlock something in Josh Sweat. Um, 
But with like Brandon Graham, we know early on in his career, he really struggled in a 3-4, so I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah I think Jake, that, great I'm call. I want your thoughts on that. What do you think about Because I know John Ritchie says they had a lot of 3-4 concepts last year and whatnot too, but but it does seem like they're making a real push to, I mean, Jordan Davis, a clear sign, you know, a 3-4 defender, all that. Where do you stand on the, the how that shift is going to happen and how impactful that could be? Yeah, I, I think they will play. I, I don't think it'll be their base, but I think they'll they'll sh- change things up and play a lot of odd fronts. Uh, BG, I think BG's issue when he was in a three-four because he was asked to be like a drop-back linebacker and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but he was also. I mean, he had a terrible relationship with his coach, and it, it was just a bad situation. And he got hurt there too, right? Yeah. Didn't he have the ACL tear at one point, point in there? Different point in his career, but but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. It's not it's not what he's been best at. So. Uh, but I think they'll play enough four three where, you know, that's that's not going to be an issue. I mean, Reddick, I think Reddick can be that r- rushing Sam linebacker. Um, so, but I think you're gonna. I think the whole kind of basis of this defense this year is going to be versatility. You're going to see guys lining up, Nicobe Dean lining up at middle and at weak side. Multiples, right? I mean, how many times has Jonathan Gannon said that e- word? Ev- <laughs> His favorite everybody. word. I mean, he's looking for versatility and. You know, you're going to see guys in different positions. You're going to see guys lined in different formations, different fronts, uh, and you can't overdo it. That's why I like smart guys because they can handle different assignments and going back and forth and changing what they're doing. And they can recognize what they're seeing in the moment. And another thing Richie talks about as being a real advantage for this, you know, at least what they're trying to do on defense is – He's like, for an offensive player, it really is hard to go back and forth between a 4-3 and a 3-4. He's like, you have completely different assignments against each of those defenses. And if you're a defense that has enough smart players and enough talent to be able to switch back and forth and give different looks in games, like that can be a massive advantage for a team. Yeah, and I think that's the plan. That's I think the, that's, that's what the they goal, do. right? Yeah. yeah, we'll see if they can execute it. Let's go to Middletown and talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys, man. It's a pleasure to talk with you, man. I always appreciate your professionalism. Reeve, I love your your work over the long haul uh, covering the Eagles. Appreciate yep. that. Me too, Brian, by the way. Yep. Yeah, looking forward to a great season. And, and you guys have touched on the, the main issues. I think I just want to raise the, the importance of the head coach because, you know, if you look at – if you were to ask the question about, okay, what will keep the Chargers? from winning it this upcoming season. No one's going to question the quarterback. He's kind of proven himself. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is at that point. But I'm saying, you look at the charge, you'll say the question is the head coach. Uh, when Deshaun Watson played his final season with the Texans, everyone knew that he was a flat-out baller, top-ten quarterback. But the issue was the head coach. And again, and I'm not saying like Nick Sirianni is going to be a bad head coach, but I'm saying we still need to see how he evolves as a playmaker and how he used his personnel. Like, to me, I, I, I look at how he used Jalen Rager last season. Like, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that he's in there, you know, to, to receive punts, you know, in the critical situations. And obviously, you know what he did in the playoff game. But even in, in the Giants game, when he was in there, when uh, I think Hurts uh, completed, he put two balls in his hand. To, in the, the very end, the game in that light stadium. And, of course, Rager dropped them both. Yeah. I think part of your job as a head coach is to make sure you have the right personnel on the, on the field in addition to the play calling. Yeah, what are I your mean, thoughts? Remember last year they didn't have Zach Paschal or A.J. Brown, so his, his hands were tied a little bit because they just didn't have the depth. Uh, but in general, I, I do agree they stuck too long with, with Rager. 
I think when you have a first-round pick, you really kind of you feel compelled to try as hard as you can to make it work. And, and I'm sure the front office wants you to try as hard as you can to make and it work. And they should. Too. I mean, you, you invested a lot of you know a, real look, asset in that person. First yeah, that's pick a good point. A lot of money. But I think there was there was a point last year, and I agree with you that there was a point where, wow, you, you all right? Doing some equestrian over there. But there there was a point I think where it was clear that Rager was not going to help this football team, and in fact, he was hurting it when he was out there. And I do think they were too slow to to get to to move on from him. I mean, I'd rather have Greg Ward out there, honestly, yeah, absolutely. Who's not? I mean, he's not electrifying, but at least he's not going to get you beat. One other question for you guys, and to me, this is very important, too, because I think everyone expects that the natural growth or movement of progress is to win this division. Well, you have to beat Dallas. Yeah. Dallas has pretty much owned us yeah. over the last couple of seasons, in particular, uh, Jack Prescott. Yep. I mean, yep. we, we have got to find a way. I know we played Dallas, I guess, what, weeks four or five? I mean, I don't want to say that an early season I think it's game. Week six, but it's up there, yeah. We, we have to beat Dallas. If you can't beat Dallas, then the whole idea of winning the division, you know, that could blow up really early in the season. Not that it literally would because you still have a lot of games to play. But psychologically, for the players, for the coaches, I don't care about T-shirts. I don't care about reflecting on the past history. I need Sirianni to put together a game plan to beat the Cowboys. Brian. No, and I disagree. Point. Yeah, and Hurts has been horrible against the Cowboys. I feel and like Dak's been great against yeah. the Eagles, and uh, that's—I mean—that's the roadblock. And I, I was saying this on, on on Eagles Huddle the other day, Birds Huddle, whatever we call it, uh, <laughs> whatever the show's called. Um, I was no, I was I was you know we were talking about that they've really had a problem with the Cowboys, and they're not just getting beat; they're getting killed. Yeah, they're, they're whooped. And, yeah, and they've got to get past that, whatever that block is. Uh, they got to get past it now. Obviously, like three of those games were meaningless. I think 16, 17, and last and year. And obviously last year at the end of the so season. So the, yeah. the numbers are a little skewed. But I mean, you're, I think, what are they? Three and ten, three and seven in the last yeah, ten. I think the Cowboys. You could, two of Jalen's like five worst starts as a quarterback were against yeah. Dallas in the two games that mattered that he played and them. Dallas is still talented, and I, I know they've had some big losses, and they're going to miss those guys. Obviously, uh, Cooper. Uh, but Gregory and you know they they definitely lost some dudes. I but. still think they're the, they're the team to beat in the division and and mentally the Eagles have to get past this block because they haven't beaten them in a big game in in, in a while and you know Andy Reid never lost them. Yeah, I mean, he would he he beat the Cowboys more than any coach in history. Uh, they got to get back to that point where they're dominating that team. To his point on Sirianni, we haven't talked a lot about Nick today, and I think it's certainly a valid you know, concern to have. We, you know, we only have one year. I, I've been impressed with what I've seen from a culture building standpoint and all that, but he did give up play calling. He's not the offensive genius. I think some people wanted to see here and or like outward, the McVay type guy or whatever. What are your thoughts on Sirianni after his first year as head coach being around him when you have this off season? What do you think of Nick Sirianni? Yeah, I was impressed with what I saw. This is a team that was two and five. And left and then three for, and left, six and too. Left and yeah. three and six. Uh, I believe one of only six teams in history to go from three and six to the playoffs. Obviously, a longer season, but they would have gone even in. Yeah, they made it in sixteen games. Yeah. So uh, I was impressed with the way he he kept it together and kept those guys believing in themselves and and bounced back from that. Obviously, the schedule got easier. You know, they they got they got Mahomes and Brady out of the way. And, and they faced some some bad teams, but they beat them, and they and they took care of business. And guys got better during the season. And I, 
And I think that was kind of the impetus for him turning over play calling to Shane Steichen was he felt like he was needed elsewhere on game day. And, you know, whether it's talking to special teams or talking to the defense or talking to the coaches upstairs or, or just, you know, if, if he sees a player who's down on himself, giving, you know, picking him up, he felt like that's really what his job is as a head coach. He can call plays. And, you know, they were, they were a decent enough offense when he was calling the plays after, from the Detroit game on. Because there was like a month there where he was still doing it and they were doing well. But I was impressed, A, with the culture he built, and B, getting getting guys to believe in him. They didn't know who he was. And I think the whole key for him was he came in and he won over Kelsey, Fletcher, and BG. And once you do that, the the young guys are going to fall in line. They're going to do whatever those guys do. And if you don't win them over, then you're in trouble. But he did because he's genuine. He's himself. He's honest. And he, he's a, a hell of a communicator. And that stuff's important for a head coach. I, I was really impressed with what I yeah, saw. Yeah, I was too. And, you know, you make those points about the Kelsey thing. It, it didn't go unnoticed to me when Jason Kelsey was asked, why are you coming back? And the very first thing he said was, I had fun playing for Nick. Like, that was the first words out of his mouth. That, that matters to me. You know, yeah. if you get that guy to say that, like, that's, that's impressive, I think. And, you know, he's got to be able to do all the other stuff. But from a getting these guys to buy into him and what he's doing perspective, which is a really important thing about being a head coach in the NFL. I think he's, he's done a great job so far. I don't think he can kind of, kind of rip him for any of that so far. So, no, yeah, I've been impressed, but yeah, like the one caller said, it's time to take the next step. I mean, this team was not built to go nine and eight and and lose a wild card game on the road. Yep. This is a team built to win, you know, to win 11 games, contend for the division and they better win a playoff game because that's what they're built for, and that's what these guys are getting paid for. His name was just mentioned a minute ago, and he's on the line, the one, the only, OG Wade. What up, Wade? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Big do you have like do you have like a Google Alerts type thing, but for radio, whenever people mention your name on WIP, that you're just ready to roll? Not really. It's just actually, <laughs> I was I was in a, I was in thought of the Eagles just now because I just seen Jason Avant at the Home Depot. And I didn't want to pull up too hard on him, so I came in a little soft with him. But my main question is You going come in and say, do you know who I am? Have you met? Uh, you know who I am, Jason? This is well, OG I, Wade I, I, right I, here. I did, I did ask him, did he, you know, I ain't asked him, did he know me, but I said I told him <laughs> who I was. You know, and then I asked him, why do you feel the way you feel about the Duke? And I said, that's Jalen Hurts. And he was like, oh, okay. The Duke. And then he All gave right. me a little something, you know. But I'm calling the really – speak on the Duke and Sirianni at the same time because the, the way the season went last year, it was really weird in the sense that we were run heavy. If you look at Jalen's attempts, he had 450 attempts. That's not even – that was 200 to 300 less than other starting quarterbacks last year. So the, the, the people make this suspension that he can't throw the football and that they took it out of the air. No, they took it out the ball out of the air – for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is our defense was giving up 80% completion to all quarterbacks, points after points after points. So as a football mind, what you want to do is now keep your defense off the field, and if you have the autonomy to keep your offense on the field, which we did, that's what you do. And it was like we were winning that way, so it was almost like why would you change it? I mean, because if you change it and then we lose, the reporter's going to say, well, why did you get away from the run when it was working? So it's like Sirianni was stuck right in the middle of that glitch. But I think 
he didn't get to the point where he had a nice balance. It was he, you either ran too much or you threw too much. I'm looking for Sirianni now to come with a 70, 30, you know, 30 or 60, 40, but more of a 70, 30 is what I want to see. You know, and 30, that's that 30 being high. right. That's a little high. Yeah, 70, 70 30 is, is, is very high. If they're 70, 30, it's going to be 70 run. <laughs> yeah, 70, 30 is real. I mean, for any team, well, 70, still, well, high. Would, would, would look, 70, 30 give us? I'm, I'm looking for 70, them to 30, have 70, at least. 70, 30 is high for any team, Wade. Like, most teams oh. don't have 70, 30 splits. So, if he was to throw the ball 550 times versus, five, you know, 600, what is that? Is that, I mean, would you consider that 60-40? That would probably be about, you know, 63-37. Uh, and I think that's okay. where you want to be. I mean, they can yeah, still, that's what I'm, they're still going to be a good running team. And with that right, whole line right. and they have good backs, I mean, I, you know, you look at if Miles can stay healthy along with Boston and Gainwell, they got good backs. They'll run the ball. They're just not going to run Jaylen. And Jalen. And Jalen. Jalen's a great a, running quarterback. Not, Let's not, not forget that. Right. So they'll, they'll run right. the ball, but it's not going to be at the heart of what they did, at, of what they do. It was by necessity last year. And, and once it started working, they, they stuck with it, which they should have. Yeah. Wait, yeah, wait. and because I, I, I was one second, I was looking at Josh Allen's rushes. Right, he rushed the ball just about the same amount of times as Jalen rushed it, but he yeah. still threw it six hundred times. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Wade, good call. He's a better thrower than than Hurts. This Brady point, threw seven hundred, I think seven hundred thirty-two passes wow. last year. Wow, wow. Well, they didn't have much of a running 44. game either, too. So. Yeah. But what? So generally, like seventy thirty split would be well, Fournette, in, in, right? insane. Yeah, well, they have Fournette, but he was in and out throughout the season. I think, if I'm not mistaken, at times, and wasn't quite the guy he was in the playoffs. All right, two one five five nine two, ninety four ninety four. Hertz conversation seems to to take over sometimes. Whenever you talk about him, we're happy to take those Hertz calls. And again, what's your biggest concern with this Eagles team? It's Ruben Frank. It's James Seltzer coming to you from the beautiful casino at park sportsbook and is today your lucky day you bet it is because the new bet parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and, and sportsbook it's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here at go birds recommend it's fun to use and it's faster to win than ever before check out at bet parks on twitter and also the app for special odds boosts and player specials on all your favorite sports Join us right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. Download the app. Uh, download in the App Store, the Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. The all-new Bet Parks app. Users can choose between a twenty-dollar casino bonus or a twenty-dollar free sports bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games. All come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app. Plus, live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game. It is Go Birds Radio presented by the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. It's Ruben Frank, James Seltzer broadcasting from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. Talk. Show's really gone downhill since Nick was our producer. I know. I know. Kyle's done a really bad job comparatively. I'm surprised we're still on the air. Are we still on the air? Can you guys hear us? Are we good? Nope. Yeah, I think the, we're good. They, uh, okay. Kyle's silent. He's <laughs> just stewing in there. It's, Nick, great job, buddy. We just miss kidding, you. Kyle. I disagree. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go back out to the phones. Go to Wilmington and talk to Sean. What up, pal? 
myself. What up, Sean? Hey, Sean. Go Birds! Go Birds, baby! Go Birds! Love it. Dallas yeah. sucks. Yo. Hey, now I understand. Now, you know what? I love Kyle, and I love his, his top five. five. I do, too. Kyle, Kyle yeah. rocks. Well, Fritz you know is the what? top five hey, of five. Hey. You like when he fills in for Fritz? Is that what you're saying? You know or what? Did you just get I just love confused? this station. That's all. I love you, too, buddy. You're the best, hey, Sean. And I know you do. Hey, Big Rube. Yo. Big Rube. I've been wanting to talk to you for so long, but I got to tell you something real quick. What's up? Before I tell you my egos and what I want to talk about, I'm... I, my family came off the boat from Italy. My mom had me out of wedlock. She died at two years old. I don't know who my dad is. I have no brothers or sisters. My family didn't want me. I, I grew up with a transistor radio as my best friend. And I listened to 610 WIP. You guys are my family. Wow. And Seltzer, Seltzer. Seltzer treats me like a brother. Him and Ricky Ricardo. Everybody treats me good, but him too really treat me good. But I always want to talk to you, brother, because you, and I was very upset when Derek Dunn got fired by Comcast. You and Ray Ginger and Derek Dunn, I feel like I understand radio. I understand radio, Rube. I understand that you got to talk what what the subject is. But when, when you or Ray or Derek Dunn talk, I feel like they're talking to me because no matter what the subject is, you give your real opinion, not what the popular opinion is. Well, I appreciate yeah. that, man. And thanks for listening. It's been great having you along. Yes, and, and this, is why, this is why I want to tell you something, Rube. Nobody ever talks about the Eagles, when they won that Super Bowl, the only Super Bowl, they're also the only team that won. Teams got there with backup quarterbacks like the 72 Dolphins. But no team, they've been there with – quarterbacks that were just managers, but no team ever won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback like we did. Yeah, well, Consist- uh, yeah, and also I'll tell you, no backup quarterback has ever played a game in the Super Bowl that Nick Foles played. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he played a game like he plays a game of his life. There's no doubt about that, but like, you know, I called her this week, Self, and you know it. I want to know, Hurts is going to be Hurts. We all we do is hear. I want to hear about the rest of the team. I want to hear about the Kobe Dean. I want to hear is he really healthy? Uh, you know, like the guy from Florida called. I want to hear about our, you know, our defense. We made some really good moves on defense. I need to hear about that. Now you can't predict whether Hardgrave is going to play the whole season good or not. I mean, that question was a little wild, but you know, how are they doing? Are they healthy? Are they ready to go? I mean, they seem like they're with it. You know. Well, we'll, that's what I want to know, Rube. We'll know more in a couple weeks when when they report to training camp. It's been kind of a a quiet couple months here since OTAs, and uh, you know they're all training on their own. And once once we all regroup at the Novacare Complex in a week and a half, we'll have a a much better idea of of uh, of who's here, who's healthy, who's ready to go. And I think they're pretty pretty much healthy. And it looks like Nicobe Dean. Like it looks like all that kind of was overblown. The draft concerns and all that. It seems like he's going to be ready to roll to start training camp Seems and all that. that. So yeah. And and you know what? You know what? That means he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, buddy. You know oh, he's yeah. already upset that he lost first round draft pick money. Oh no doubt, and second round money. I mean, he really fell. Yeah, yeah. He lost money. He's pissed. Yeah. Well, especially, I mean, he's the, he's the, you know, you talk to anyone in Georgia or anyone who followed that team or whatever. I mean, he was the, the most important player on that defense, who was the best defense in college football history, potentially, certainly one of them. 
Um, yeah, and then to drop like that, he's certainly going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. And, and Rube was talking before about needing smart players for the Gannon defense, like a perfect guy to, to kind of be able to step into that role. You know? Yeah, and I think mentally he's a guy who can handle because I think he's going to be going back and forth from weak side to middle. That, that kind of plays into what we were talking about earlier, just different looks, guys in different positions. Um, he's felt he, his retention, his ability to learn different positions from what we've heard has been incredible. That That's awesome. He might be the next Lawrence Taylor. Uh, <laughs> be careful there. Hey, Self. Yeah, Sean. Yo, dude. I love you, man. I love Kyle. I love this station. You know, I love you guys, man. We, we love you too, buddy. I'll Go Birds, man. Go, Go Birds. Always a pleasure, my friend. And wow, I mean, what a story that, uh, humbling you know so really uh, uh wip is a family and it is like um you know to to the point it's funny i was talking to rube before and rube was uh we were talking about how long you've been doing shows on wip and i was like yeah i know i listened to you when i was younger too i've been there so to sean's point there definitely is a um a lineage and a history and all that that um i think really matters to a lot of people um and that was a perfect example of that you know yeah i mean i started in 94 and uh I, I was gonna. We were joking earlier. I'm gonna make a list of everyone. I next time, <laughs> I next week, I'm doing the show Please, with Elliot. You yeah. I'll go through the entire. list. I would love that. That yeah. would, I would be really cool to hear. Yeah. The list of people. It's Ruben probably Frank between is a, forty and fifty different co-hosts. Unbelievable! Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. All right, let's go back to the phones. Go to Northeast Philly and talk to our buddy Dan. Hey, Danny. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. What's nice up, to Dan? talk to you on the weekends. This is fun. Yeah, I like it. it's uh, got a better opportunity to call in during the weekend. Nice, so, um, I love it. Yo, real quick, I just wanted to say that I think each show uh, should be it should be mandatory that they have a contestant the, the camera app on. If that's, uh, you know, the, think, the camera athlon is my single favorite thing that has ever been suggested on WIP. Every show should yes. have a contestant, Jimmy. So, And if Elliot can't go, then, Rube, you, gotta, you, you better be prepared. So. So we're, the Decameron room, for, in case you missed it, it was an idea that John Richie and I came up with yesterday that we want uh, Joe to get challenged by people at the station in a foot race, in the shot put, in the because Joe, I don't know if you know this, but Joe is um, similar to my co-host on this show, maybe a little delusional about his athletic abilities right. or, or skill set or whatever. So it's one of those, you know. Put up or shut yeah, up Johnny things. Marks wants to box him, so. which is hilarious. I don't <laughs> yeah, know if that'll end up happening, but I like the thought. Yeah, I'm, well, I'll come up with something. Good, yeah. good. All right, Danny, what's on your mind? So, um, yeah, I want to go to the concern, um, and it's not one that's talked about that often. I, it's, I, I just have a concern about the special teams, and when you break yeah. break it down into, if you were to break it down into the four different areas between kicking, punting, uh, coverage, and the return game. I, I mean, uh, Elliot's uh, incredible, um, but other than that, I just feel like if they're not mediocre, they're not good, and I feel like it's hindered them in a lot of games, especially last year. So I don't know if you guys know, have they made any type of moves that would improve that? Is that something you wait for until training camp to find out? Or Well, they got Britton Covey, right, who's a potential – kick returner for them it's a question of if you're going to keep someone as just a kick returner and somebody's not really going to contribute anywhere else in the field but to, to dan's point you know we you know obviously chip that first year chip they had the elite you know all-time great special teams 
really since then it's been it's been more of a detriment other than Elliot. It's been a detriment more than a positive. For it's weird team. hearing all these nice things about Elliot on the show. I know. I keep the uh, Jake. I should say Jake. Yeah. You know, two years ago, Jake Elliott was terrible. So yeah, he was. You just and I. I mean, he was terrific last year. But what Jake Elliott are you going to get? But I'm glad you brought that up because special teams I thought was a disaster last year. It's a great point. We and don't talk about it at all. We don't. Like, it never comes and up. But you're I, right, Dan. I was a little surprised they brought Michael Clay back for another year because I, I was just I wasn't impressed with the product that he put out there. Um, they, you know, they 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 didn't play smart all the time. Uh, they, they obviously they haven't been top ten in kickoff or punt returns since 2016, which wow. obviously Sproles was here, and their kick returners were Kenyon Barner, Wendell Smallwood, mm-hmm. and Josh Huff. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, they're going back. And, oh, and, and it was Corey Clement and Barner the Super Bowl year. Yeah. You know? So so it's it, it is an issue. I, I uh, it is a concern. I mean the pumps. I, I'm kind of shocked the punter is still here. Aaron Sippis. Me too. I'm um, floored by that. Yeah, we'll he, he, was, he was awful last year. Like, he was horrible. He got terrible. worse as the season went on. I mean, he was terrible at the end of the season. How about when they even pulled Rager? They pulled Rager and put Paulson Scott in back there to return, and he was even kind of shaky. Like, I just, I like, and I love Paulson Scott, but he, yeah. he wasn't even dependable. So it's just like an area that kind of gets ignored, but I feel like it really does need to be addressed. Danny, great call, man. It's a really good and, point. You yeah. know, Britton Covey's a guy who – what is he? 5'8", 175. Uh, but he's strong. He's he, he's a strong kid, uh, and you know he had five uh, returns for touchdowns at Utah. He, he he's older. He's twenty five because he, he did a, a a mission, a two year mission after his freshman year of college. But four punt return touchdowns and one kickoff return touchdown over the last two years. He had the second highest kick return average in the BCS and the sixth highest punt return average. So. I think he's going to get a real shot at this because I think they have the luxury now. Like you're, if if he's the sixth receiver, then he's not going to play wide receiver. But you know, if you have Zach Pascal now as your fourth guy and say Greg Ward is your fifth guy behind Quez, Devontae, and AJ, you can afford to keep a guy who's not going to go out there and play wide receiver if he can help you in the return game. So I think he's going to get a long look. He's going to be a fun guy to watch. This yeah, summer. I'm 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 rooting for him. I, I think they could really use a guy like that. Let's go to Germantown and talk to our buddy Robert. What up, Robert? Hey, guys. Wonderful show. Um, so I disagree with you a little bit on Sirianni. I mean, I played football. I was a basketball coach. And my way of thinking, you know, you, know, you go through the – preseason, preseason games, training camps, that's when you're supposed to know what personnel are good for what, you know, and what who you don't want returning kicks or punts. That's the time when you're supposed to figure out your system. Yeah, we can run a fast break. We've got the, the horses for it. No, we can't. So I'm not sold on Syria at all. Yeah, nice guy, great cheerleader, but I just think he's a lightweight strategically. I've seen, you know, Bill Walsh and all kinds of great coaches over the decades in Syriani. He's not going to do it for me, guys. Let's see if I'm wrong, but I'm just not impressed with his play calling or his use of personnel. I know it's been raised earlier by some other callers, and I think they're correct. Bill Walsh went 2-14. Hey, Bill Walsh went 2-14 and 14 his first year, by the way. Yeah, but you could tell he had No, it. you couldn't. He was 2-14. <laughs> and 14. <laughs> you couldn't tell anything. And then he was 6-10 and 10 his second year. So don't give me Bill Walsh. It was his first year as a coach. You could, you could tell. Dick Vermeil, you could tell, had it. He, he, what was his record for his couple of years? Well, I think you know he didn't make the playoffs till his third year. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could just tell. If you ever met no, Dick Vermeil, 
People wanted to send yeah, it back to UCLA. No, you couldn't. You're, you're just saying that because you don't like Nick no, Sirianni. No. Look, the jury's still out. He's had one year. But how can you question a guy who's one of because only six coaches? Hang on a second. Only one of yeah, only yeah. six coaches in history to go from three and six to the playoffs. Must be doing something right. Well, he changed in the, with some good advice down the road. But the, I'm more concerned that he didn't start out the gate that way. You know, it's, uh, that's the problem that bothers me. It's his first me. time. He's a 40-year-old guy coaching what, what, what in the NFL was, for his first time ever. What I was mean, Dick Vermeil's record his first year? Well, I'm sure it was a losing record. It was 4-10. My, my point, my, my point is you meet some people. His next year, he was 5-9. So don't I tell know, me Bill you, Walsh and Dick Vermeil. You could know. No, you couldn't because they struggled in their first couple years. You meet some people. You meet some people in life, and you know they You're the one that brought up Bill Walsh and Dick Vermeil. You're I didn't bring up their record. I, I, I didn't say about their record. I said they had it, and they proved it. Now, I'm well, open on, on but, Sirianni, but I'm, I'm, let's see. I'm, I'm saying I think Sirianni is a lightweight, and time will tell. Yeah, Robert, uh, interesting call, and I, I like the, the little bit of fire there. I'm with you 100%, Rube. I think that's an asinine way to go about thinking about it and make the comparison that way. And that, look, he might not be strategically good enough. We have no idea. We have no idea yet. Like, you can't say that yet. There's a guy who's a 40-year-old guy coaching an NFL team for the first time ever. Like, of course it's going to take a little while for him to get a feel for it. Everything in life is reps. You don't just walk into that and just dominate it. I think it's incredibly impressive he made the playoffs in his first year. you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, he, he did a good job. Again, the jury's out whether he'll ever be a, a big-time coach, a, a Super Bowl-type winning coach, or even a coach who can take a team on a deep playoff run. But he brought up Bill Walsh and Dick Vermeil. I didn't bring him up. No, he brought him up. Yeah. And Bill Walsh was two and four and six and ten, and in uh, two and fourteen and six and ten in his first two years. You couldn't tell; nobody knew. But they got better. They learned. They they uh, you know made the improvements they had to make. They got better players uh, on their team. Dick Dick was four and ten and and six four and ten and five and nine in his first two years. Um, so Andy Reid was five and eleven in his first year. You know, I know he was better in his second year, but that's what happens. You know, yeah. So, so going nine and eight in your first year as a head coach is, you know, that's something to to build on. And and I think we saw a lot of a lot of reasons to be encouraged by by what we saw. One more segment to go for us at Go Birds Radio from Parks Casino. Uh, we'll get your calls coming up next. It's Rube. It's Bill James. Walsh. We're coming right back. Final segment for Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Sportsbook at Park Casino brought to you by the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's Ruben Frank. It's James Seltzer. Try to get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Lamar in Philly. What up, Lamar? Uh, how you doing, Seltzer? How you doing, Rube? Hey, Lamar. I, I, had a, I had a bone to pick with Seltzer first, but then Rube, you said something. So now I got something for both of you guys. Oh, I love it. All right, good. So, Equal so opportunity. You said that uh, Hurts haven't been good against the Cowboys. So my question to you would be, how many meaningful games have you played against the Cowboys thus far? Oh, no, I, 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 small sample size. I, not many. He's played two, I think. So, you know, or maybe three. All that right. first season, I guess, counted. So three, and he's been bad in all of them. But I'm with you. It's not. I'm not indicting him by it. The one game I went to, I believe I they ran two. the ball. It's two. Yeah. I went to – I actually went to the Cowboys game last year, and it was a good experience to get to the game, but they ran the ball twice. That's all Sirianni. Oh, I, that they game was horrible. I agree. It was, a bit, But Hurts didn't play well either in that game. I, I, it's on Sirianni, too, but you can't say Hurts was good. Even, but, like, if you, but, if you, 
If you yeah, but Hurts, that, if you remember that game, Hurts was particularly awful in that game. Jalen looked bad. lost. He was bad. I mean, it's okay to say it. I'm a Hurts fan. I think he's going to be good. He was horrible in that game. He was I bad, agree. Sirianni plays is. a role, too, but it's not like Hurts was good. It's not like he was like, oh, if it were, if they had just run the ball. They lost by 25 points. Like, it, it didn't matter what they did. Like, they were going to lose that game no matter what, the way Hurts played. I do think that, I agree. that Nick Hamstrung or put put Hurts in some bad positions by not sticking to the run. When I agree. It, when it could have worked. It Without worked. a doubt. I agree. And, and my, my, ne- my next point to you, Rube, would be I don't understand how uh, when it comes to Sirianni, this was his first year. Okay, I agree. and I agree with the point. It's his first year, but I feel like he gets a little bit longer of a leash of it being his first year. When it comes to hurts, the whole the whole city is saying, "Well, you've heard Eagles, us though, right, Lamar? We're both pro hurts." Yeah, yes, yes, I, I agree. I agree with that. But I'm talking about as a whole, the whole city. If you ask anybody about the Eagles this year, it always comes back to the same thing. And my opinion is, hurts led us in every statistical category offensively last year. I'm not saying he was great. He was the quarterback. What, I'm is, what else? Who else would lead them in passing yards? Well, what, well, what do you well, mean? Who else? You know, down all year. Wait, and what? he led in rushing yards. Yeah, well, he's a great I don't think well, I mean, see, there's the thing is, I, I know what you're saying, but there's a there's a built-in deadline for Jalen Hurts to prove himself because of his contract situation. So I agree. With, with I, I the agree. coach, you don't have that. I mean, he's going to be here for a few years, but you know, Hurts' deal is up and. Uh, you know, after next year. So they got to make a decision after this year what they're going to do with them, and they don't have that urgency with the coach. And my final point to you guys, I would ask, do, do you guys find it odd that, I mean, that we're down, I mean, literally, every quarterback is fortunate. So if Sirianni isn't calling plays, is it asking too much to him to walk over to the defensive coordinator when we're being torched week in and week out? Well, he, he was Good calling call, the plays – I mean, that's the thing. He wasn't calling the plays when the defense was having its issues. And that was one of the reasons he wanted to give it up was so he could spend more time with the defensive coaches, defensive players, and and have a hand in the full team. Um, I think the the games where the defense really got torched were early in the year, and he was still calling the plays. Yep. I think that kind of led to him giving it up. Frank in Delaware, you're on WIP. What up, Frank? Hi, how are you today, James and Rube? Good. Uh, Hey, Frank. Actually, I'm Frank in Hocassin since, like, 94, but I don't call often enough. The reason I called in, I was inspired by the guy with the accolades, his father and mother coming over from Italy and all that. And it, I wanted to call in for the same reason. I love listening to certain personalities on this radio, and I'm talking to two of them now, and that's oh, great. Wow. Uh, during the other show, that. during the week, there's uh, one guy on there who can get a little capricious with his argument, said, I love the fact that the Kissimmee brothers will jump in on him and say what I want to say so I don't have to talk, okay? And I call you the Gethsemane brothers because when Jesus went to Gethsemane, James and John were the two he took with him. I like that. That's, 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 <laughs> I, I love that. That's awesome. Okay, now my other point I wanted to call about, and I hate to bring this up, but I'm just going to say 2011 Dream Team. To everybody calling in, bring me hope. Bring me vigor. Bring me all that. Do not bring me that confidence. You don't know. I don't want to go through what I went through in 2011. I thought I had the greatest team on the field, and I ended up with a Boys Town team. I don't understand what happened. I don't want to say it again. So I just don't want to see it get all blown up. But, yeah, I'm excited. No, Frank, I get it. 
I get it. And really nice call, man. Calls again, and the, the sentiment is really nice. Um, it's just it, we're sports fans, right? Like part of it is getting excited about a team, about the moves they make, about the season coming up. But look, we all know. We know that Eagles fans have had a tendency to get overexcited or overinflated or overbelief in their team, and, and it will sometimes come back to bite us. But I think that's just part of being a sports fan. And some people don't like it, some people do, and you just got to let people be the type of sports fan they want to be. All right, one more call. It's squeeze Don in Delaware before we get out of here. Hey, Don. What's going on, guys? Appreciate you guys for taking my call. Uh, shout out to Frank because he said everything I wanted to say. Um, I think we do need to give Hurt a larger lease. I think he's got a, a big old dog in him. You know what I'm saying? He's only If you've seen a dog at three months, it's not its peak yet. you still got to give the guy some time. Uh, and I also think it's on Sirianni as well. You know, is the guy going to decide to call runs in week five or are we going to get a decent running attack in week one? I still don't think we have a running back. I don't think people are talking about that enough. I think Miles Sanders has small hands. Uh, and a quick question for you guys. If you guys were going to a game this season, which week would you pick? Because I want to surprise my dad with some tickets. I hope he's not listening. But, oh, again, appreciate cool. you guys for taking my call. Uh, Don, nice call, buddy. Uh, real quick, the small hands thing with Miles Sanders, did that do anything for you? Well, you know, I mean, he was such a good receiver as a rookie. And it is wild. It's like he fell off a cliff. He really regressed. And I, I think Gainwell is the best receiving back on the team now. And I think you'll see that reflected in playing time and, and targets. Um, but my, I think Miles is still a really good runner when he's healthy. All right, quick perusal of the games. The Dallas home game week six looks like a fun one to go to. Michi- Minnesota Monday night week two could be a fun one the green bay game i think that's the one green bay go see green bay yeah go see Aaron Rodgers one last yeah. time i agree and the t- tennessee the week after could be a fun one too um rube this was awesome man yeah. thanks for filling in let's do it again sometime yes let's and next week you get elliot so you know slight downgrade but slight <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun next week pay- tune in for rube's list of all like the 45 or 50 people he's done a show with at wip That'll be awesome. I'm really actually excited to hear this list. Uh, thanks I'm going to need Dave's me. help. And, yeah, and Breitmeyer, how about? Shout out yeah. to Dave Breitmeyer. Awesome job here. Shout out to Kyle Quinn. And more importantly to Nick Earnshaw. Most important. Clearly did a better job today than Kyle Quinn. Now, we love you guys. Could not do no. the show without you. <laughs> and could not do the show without everyone who called in. Thank you to everyone. Ruben Frank, I'm James Seltzer. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Park Sportsbook. And let me again remind you or ask you, is today your lucky day? You bet it is. Because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend. Fun to use and faster to win than ever before. Check out the app Bet Parks on Twitter and also the app. For special odds boosts and player specials on all your favorite sports, join me right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. Download on the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. All new Bet Parks app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. The Bet Parks casino and sportsbook app where odds bets slots and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app plus live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch